We have talked a lot about Miami over the last couple of days, and joining us now here on ESPN 106.3, entering his first year as the new University of Miami head coach, heading back to his alma mater after a wildly successful stint at Oregon. It is Mario Cristobal with us here on ESPN 106.3. Theo, it's good to finally have Coach. It is good to have him. I know he's been doing his uh, his media tour around here at ACC kickoff, so we'll kick it off here on Ken Levick Alive and. First question for you, uh, Coach Cristobal, you've been a busy man. Since you took the job here, your dream job, how much of these recruiting efforts, how much has the hype around all of the fans and all of this excitement about it continued to fuel your drive to make sure you're getting guys to commit to the Canes as well as you're getting guys ready for the fall? I can't recall a day where we didn't wake up as fired up as humanly possible to do right by the Canes, right? We live it. We live Miami. We live the University of Miami. So... Um, every, you know, every step forward, you know, every bit of progress just gets us more and more enthused, man. You know, we are, we are living the ultimate uh, opportunity and, and dream scenario for us. Coach, uh, Ken Levicka in West Palm. I'm the play-by-play voice of Florida Atlantic, so I can't tell you how much every day I wake up and cherish the fact those idiots at FIU let you go. Uh, and so <laughs> then uh, you, you go to Alabama, you head to Oregon. It's not all the time that a coach leaves and you get promoted from within like you did at Oregon. And now, after the work you did there, you get to take over in Coral Gables. Has this been validating for you, in a sense? Well, I, in terms of validating, in terms of what part, because there's a lot of things along the way that are, are really rewarding. Um, but I guess I, you, you relate to... Just, just our whole yeah, being able to be a successful, a winning, a championship head coach like you were at FIU, and that fell apart, and then now you're doing it on the biggest stages. Well, I think that one, the credit that that staff and those players deserve at FIU is off the charts. I mean, you're looking at a place that a team that we inherited that had not won a game the previous year, making the jump to Division One, was losing, I think, 25 to 30 scholarships, placed on probation, <laughs> had the lowest APR in America, <laughs> and the lowest GPA. Other than that. And aside from that, yeah. the good news is your out of conference is Florida, Miami, uh, Pittsburgh <laughs> at the time. It was so to, to take a program like that and go and win its one and only conference championship and, uh, you know, become a, an 8 and 14 the year after that. I, I thought those guys did a great job. And, you know, lessons learned there. You're taking them over to Alabama, you learn more there. And you figure really quickly that that what you were doing at Alabama really reflected what you did under Jimmy Johnson as a player. The parallels are incredible. And then you put together a blueprint that you feel could be successful, backed by resources at Oregon. And again, it's validated in another, you know, successful run, again, because of great people around myself and the program. So all in all, just... Uh, it just gets you hungrier, man. This, this football stuff is a vocation for me and for our staff, and we're just ready to go. Coach Cristobal, Stone LeBano was here back in the studio in West Palm Beach. But I, I played football at the collegiate level. I played quarterback, but my high school coach was a very, very bad man in Dennis Lavelle. And I know you know him very, very much uh, close to your heart, and you hold him <laughs> near and dear. But uh, I think I'm That's a part of a— That's the godfather of football, man. <laughs> that is like— you're, you're, and he looks like Sensei Kreese, right, from Cobra Kai. This guy's a bad son of a gun now. Hell yeah. The best of the best, my best teacher, best mentor, best coach, Dennis Lavelle, hands down. Yeah, I think me and you are on that very small list of people who can make him smile. But he did tell me to ask you, I think he has a bone to pick with you. Why didn't you get him a birthday present a couple days ago? 
Bro, look, you know what? We, we The guy, he, he finally agreed to come to one of our games. <laughs> it was last year. And he chooses. I say, what game do you want to watch? He says, well, we played, you know, you played for me at Columbus. I want to go to Columbus, Ohio and watch Hell you yeah. guys play Ohio State. <laughs> so I look at Mirrorball, and he were like, brother, we better win this game or he's going to kick our butts, you know? <laughs> And so uh, he was up there, and uh, I, I got a better, I got a good birthday present for him. You know, I, he ought to run the same amount of PTs he made me run over on that field. Hey, that's facts. I, he, he tells me all the time he thinks you're the only head coach in college football who can beat every single player on his team in a fist fight. And, and, and that's my. And, <laughs> Is that true, coach? Oh, man, you guys are awesome. You know, I can't comment on that. <laughs> well, but, you know, I got to ask one more time about Dennis. What's your favorite Dennis Lavelle story? Gosh, I, I don't know where to start, man. I, I mean, he just he just had us going. I thought what he did one day in practice when Matt Britton couldn't find his helmet when he took a water break when he wasn't supposed to and he left it in a pile of helmets and what happened to him on the way back <laughs> or whether it was playing against South Ridge for the district title uh, after he had told us not to mention anything about, you know, you know, want to get after them, be humble in front of the media, and then we weren't and what he did to us after that you know? I love Dennis it. Lavelle he uh oh yeah he, or, or the old-fashioned fork drill and then the 50 versus 50 offensive versus defensive guy drill there were some unbelievable things I mean uh, but the ultimate teacher great technician fundamentals culture that guy epitomized what a football coach should be mm. uh, coach you talk a lot about practice there and you reminiscing on that I heard you earlier in the press conference room reminiscing on your practice days at Miami and what they're looking like now. How do you continue to bring that culture back of what the winning ways were and how does it start on that practice field, especially with all the alumnus coming back? Well, like you said, it starts in those practices, but it starts in those workouts leading up to practice. You have to be able to to practice that way. you got to train a certain way. And our strength and conditioning staff does an unbelievable job getting our guys to build the capacity to practice at the pace we practice and as long as we practice. So they've done that. Practices were, were a true test now, and they, they felt it, but I'm so thankful for these players, the way they responded, because a lot of guys wouldn't have, right? They just would have folded their tents and left. And these guys instead, they they they, they ground up and they buckled down and, and they got it done, and, and we improved. And then we got better so far this season, this offseason as well. So I'm really excited to see what we look like in fall camp. Uh, coach, uh, and we're here with Mario Cristobal, Miami Hurricanes head coach. It is Ken Levick alive on ESPN 106.3. We had asked Tyler Van Dyke earlier about fourth and 14 and what happened at Florida State last year. And Tyler said, man, did that hurt. That was really disappointing. But if we did win that game, it would mean we probably didn't have Coach Cristobal with uh, the leadership of this program now. How have you developed that relationship with Tyler Van Dyke and also – when it comes to Florida State and uh, trying to uh, get back in that rivalry and win that back again, is that discussed at any point right now in the course of, of this part of the year? Nothing is discussed except the present matter at hand, the business at hand, which means that right now it's about making sure, I don't know what time it is, but it's probably class time, to making sure everybody's in class and getting there early and making sure we're putting the right stuff in our body tonight and getting the beds so we could have a great training session tomorrow in terms of building relationships with our players we're working at it you know and it's i think i I think it's almost a sign of disrespect to ask someone to trust you you know what i mean sure can you imagine that people hey trust me that's that's bs you know 
earn and work at earning somebody's trust and confidence. And I think the best way to do that is to invest time and invest effort and work. And that's what we're doing. We're all working at it. And we're seeing that, man, we, we can push farther than we thought we could. And we could, we could push through this and have a breakthrough if we continue at this pace and if we continue working together and buying in. And I think that's what's transpiring right now amongst our entire program, every person in the program. And that's critically important for us to be successful this year. Coach, you've put together a colossal staff, one that I would call the best in the country. But i got to ask about a certain somebody, Ed Ogeron. I mean, every time I look, he's on the practice field. Like, he's there (laughs) three times a week. I I came down for one of your guys' scrimmages, and he's standing next to you in a T-shirt yelling at the defensive lineman, like moving guys around with his hands. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And he's there all the time. So does he have a position title? What does Ogeron do? He's Coach O. That's all the title he <laughs> yeah. needs. You know, he needs, to, he needs to be out there as often as he possibly can. And, you know, Coach was a was a graduate assistant coach and a defensive line coach when I was a player, and I was always very grateful to him, man, because I was a nobody that was working my butt off to try to get off the scout team and contribute. And that guy treated us all with respect and pushed us, and he pushed us hard. And I appreciate that about him. And now his son, Cody, is with us yep. as an offensive analyst working with the quarterbacks. And Coach O, since he's around a bunch, man, his knowledge, his love for the game, his passion, and certainly his technical and schematic work is something that we've really benefited from having him right here in Miami. Uh, Jafari Harvey, you brought him out here for ACC kickoff. Obviously a guy you trust, obviously one of the the pillars on the defense coming into this fall. Port St. Lucie native, Vero Beach graduate. How much is Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast going to be just a recruiting hotbed for you as you continue to look to build on the future, these next three, four, five years of the Canes? South Florida, man, right? I mean, always has been, always will be, you know. And and the best part about Miami is you have that. You have your backyard, right, which is Mm -hmm. loaded with great players. And then you also could attract great players to come and be part of not only the hurricane program, but living in South Florida. So, yeah, South Florida and, and the Palm Beach County, come on now. It's it's always going to be there at the top of the priority list. Coach, he said I, he's going to try to make Vero Beach a pipeline. So, uh, yeah, well, yes, I, sir. I would hope so. We have a lot of players <laughs> that have come from there and former coaches as well. So, no, it's, uh, it's really important to our program. And we're showing in the way we're prioritizing all the South Florida areas. Coach, I just want to ask you one final thing. Uh, this Miami fan base, and you know they can be impatient. They can be a fickle bunch. I've seen them eat one of their own and Randy Shannon previously. And the reason I speak to this is because I'm married to one of them, okay? 12-year season ticket holder. She lives in my home, and our fall goes according to her mood based on the Canes, okay? You coming in, you know how this goes. You know the expectations of the fan base. Knowing what you've inherited, how much urgency is there to win right away for you in this program? The urgency is to get better and put every ounce of effort we have into this thing. Because the most important thing is how does football go, right? Yeah. What is college football nowadays? Because living in nostalgia theater, that's not going to cut it. We're the 2022 Miami Hurricanes, and we're coming off of a good chunk of years where, right, it hasn't been the standard. So we got to work to get back to the standard. And to work to get back to the standard, there are painful steps that you cannot skip. And honestly, you don't want to skip because you want to get to a situation and a place and a time where you are legitimately a perennial and you have a sustainable championship football program. That's the goal, right? To get there and to stay there. And along the way, whatever it takes, 
It takes what it takes. I like that. No better way to wrap it than that, huh? That works for King. me. Coach, thank Stone, you so you much. Really appreciate you jumping on and uh, and talking to us here on the 561 and 772. It means a lot to us, so thank you. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. Go Canes. Yes, sir. Mario Cristobal, again, Miami Hurricanes head coach here on Ken LaVica Live.